Hello and welcome to this episode of Bonfireside Chat. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, this show, like all of our shows, is brought to you by the fine backers of Patreon at patreon.com forward slash duckfeedtv. Come join the fun. Join us on Slack. It's super cool. And uh, on to your PvP stories. There are a lot of good ones in there. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Bonfireside Chat. It is a Ganker's favorite. Yep. And this week, uh, we are, it's kind of a first, this is the first appendix for a special that we've done. We are reading your PvP stories. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, you guys came out in force, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, really do appreciate it. And this is kind of a weird, everyone's got PvP stories, and yeah. we haven't really had a venue for them no no it sure, just so. is, uh, i, I kind of like to include at least one or two uh like notable mm-hmm. pvp st- uh, kind of stories within an individual area um but um you know i'll, I'll admit to a prejudice gary i sometimes yeah. look at <laughs> pvp stories like it's somebody either talk like describing a, like, a dream like, describing a dream or like a hunting story kind of thing oh sure yeah um but man there's some really funny stuff going on here and i hope that we can do them justice yeah i i agree i'm gonna go ahead and get started here with michael um, Michael says, uh, I don't PVP very much in Souls games, but Dark Souls 3 left me uh, with a great anecdote. Back when I started the game, I didn't know what the Dried Finger actually did. I bought and used it. Shortly after, afterwards, I was double invaded by a couple of players named Garl and Astrea. Garl came after me while Astrea just spammed the prey gesture. <laughs> uh, Garl eventually fell in combat. The good maiden promptly got up and ran off the nearest cliff. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Um, one of the when we talked about other special episodes we want to do, and the reason why we haven't announced this is because I haven't lined up a guest. Mm-hmm. But I really want to do something that addresses uh, humor and kind of gimmicks mm-hmm. in the series because it's such a big part of it, um, and has been yeah. for the whole thing. Or like jokes, kind of joke invasions, these kind of theme things that yeah. are my favorite part of PvP. Oh yeah, uh, we didn't you know really address it very much in the the last episode, but we did a little bit with like kind of the RP yeah. aspect to it. Um, and I like I love this. If I'm going to get invaded and it's somebody being goofy, <laughs> that's that's the best. Possible yeah, thing. I just just inject a little bit of chaos and whimsy into my world. You know, that's yeah. uh, that, that that's a part of it that I appreciate the most, which makes me uh, a normie, I suppose. Well, it's the uh, I suppose it's the <laughs> uh, I think that it is the exact my my instincts that hate you know Fox only Final Destination no items. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is a fucking video game. Like it just, <laughs> you know, like I don't know. The the more you can, more goofiness you can add to it yeah. equals more fun for me. Yeah, and yeah. and there, there there's something amazing about kind of the limited the limited palette that people have in order to kind of make this make this stuff happen. There are only mm-hmm. so many different combinations you can make, and then just kind of like, oh, we're just going to be Garl this time because they have this hammer and this armor. So let's we're just fucking go for it. And it, it's a lot of work too to make mm-hmm. these jokes jokes pay off because you mm-hmm. have to build up the character. You have to like you name them from the beginning. You have to get the stats to use all this equipment. You have to get down to a get to a PvP, get get to the meta. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot like these are long jokes, <laughs> you know, and I, I really appreciate that. Like a lot of work went into these things. Yeah. So uh, Lucas writes in saying something I've taken to doing in Souls is dressing as much like an NPC as possible, even down to the name of my character and invading in the same spot over and over. The gimmick works most of the time until uh, worked most of the time until a week into Dark Souls 3's release, where I recognized after the third invasion that the same guy and his two phantoms were farming me, just like <laughs> the NPC I was. 
Um, my other story involves your favorite location, Smoldering Lake. Um, I had three buds summoned because seriously, fuck this place. Um, and the one who had already cleared the area was showing me where the Demon King was. Uh, suddenly, two red phantoms invade. Cue a mad dash between Krabulons, a sandworm, and giant arrow shots and red invaders. Like a bad movie, one of my friends stayed behind to fend them off while I made to the door. No, you go ahead. I'm just going to slow you yeah. down. That's me editorializing. R.I.P. Pete. Oh, Godspeed, Pete. Rest in Pete. Yep. Um, and then an addendum here. I died on the Demon King anyway, uh, so he got to rejoin us after. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like the um, that's the like the thing Pete mentioned about yeah. the the Blue Sentinels, where you get to kind of make that heroic self sacrifice. You know, um, you get to have those hero moments, which is really cool. Yeah, it's really great. Um, being farmed we we talk a lot about people being harvested <laughs> uh, in our shows but i guess be farming them is the same kind no, of thing I, I think you would ranch people like far like farm you farm plants but you ranch animals so you don't you don't harvest people mm, you call people call people okay yeah. I, I think i like harvest more mm. i you think you harvest just, parts of them because they grow the parts especially you if they're prometheus the parts, you call the people right yeah okay right. okay let's uh we'll get a get a style guide <laughs> Gary, if you want, for the the tooth farm, we're going to open (laughs) the tooth farm. We've established (laughs) the idea of a tooth lawyer. I don't know about a tooth farmer. Oh, like it's a full, it's a full, it's like a children's book series, Mm. a full group of tooth professions. Yeah, it's it's people who have uh, uh, kind of like found it's kind of like punch drunk love, except the loophole isn't with pudding; it's with the tooth fairy. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Just keep getting quarters because there's only one place on earth you can get unlimited supply of teeth <laughs> and that's a garden of people that breed and make new babies that grow teeth <laughs> like if you want teeth you have to make people yeah if they want to get and out, i want if, teeth baby if they want to get out of the compound they just have to give you their teeth yeah exactly it's a, it's a 20 tooth bowl <laughs> where you face a skateboard <laughs> the, um, i just uh i just finished season one of uh true detective Oh sure, and, and so this this whole idea um, is is kind of darkly resonant with me right now. That uh, that the finale is great. That's so good. That, that last episode that, is really, really yeah. That, that Civil War fort. Oh my god. Yeah, that's, <laughs> and that, that's real. Like you can mm-hmm. go visit that, and it's that's real, real good and spooky. Yeah, um, yeah, and that actor is really great too. Oh yeah, yeah. The, um, <laughs> that, that wasn't too spoilery. No, the um, we just know that there's a tooth farm involved. <laughs> yep. All right, all right. The um, Garrett says via contact. So picture this. It's 4-20-2016, and I'm running through Fair and Keep when I see that I'm getting invaded. I panic for a second before I see the invader wearing a mix of Heisels and the Abyss Watcher armor, and his name is something like XXBlazeBro420XX, and I prepare for a fight. However, he puts away his weapons. Confused, I put mine away as well, and he begins to stuff his face with green herbs. I could tell by the green glow. And then he did the laydown gesture and disconnected. <laughs> While not really PvP, it's good to know that there's someone out there in the Souls community who's all for Lothric legalizing blazing the dank herb. <laughs> uh, yep. <sighs> yep. That's a, the, the, again, just kind of like back to, to see the first response over and over yeah. again, like anything the, like that, like just the commitment to that bit. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Cause he had, he had to plan that that was on a specific day that worked. <laughs> so he had to, you know, start getting ready at least a couple days before, yeah. or at least just a, a stock up. Maybe uh, XX blaze bro four twenty XX was just his name because I've seen that name. Oh, sure. <laughs> so, yeah. so the most popular was... Christian baby names. Yep. yep. Yeah. It's, 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 it's Jacob, um, Hezekiah, Bra- and Braze then... blow and then, uh, Braze blaze bro. No, and Bra- then, uh, the girl version, uh, blaze blouse. <laughs> 420 XX. <laughs> um, 
chromosome. <laughs> uh, Mitch writes in saying, it all started with the bane of my existence, the Aldrich uh, faithful. After so many wasted deaths at their hands, I vowed to go to any length just to destroy them. I spent so much time hunting its apostles down one by one until one time I stumbled upon something different. The ring outside the pontiff's church was filled with red, blue, and purple alike, and they beckoned me. Come fight. Well, a few matches wouldn't hurt me. Uh, wouldn't hurt, I said, uh, a mere hours of fighting prior. It changed me. Every victim was a fix. I wasn't happy until my fume knight ultra greatsword was lodged into some poor soul's sternum. And after a while, even that wasn't enough. I did only what made sense at the time. I joined the Aldrich faithful. It was my rage that made me become the monster that I had vowed to stop. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, it makes sense. Popular PVP area. That's where I did most yeah. of mine. Yeah, look, uh, look not into the void. <laughs> um, it's not like the question goes. The, um, yeah, it is, uh, it is fun to, to murder people in the game when it works. <laughs> like I, I think that clicked for me hardest in dark souls one, but there's yeah. a little bit of, I got here. You know, I haven't done, you know, I didn't win very often. No, no. In, uh, in this game. Um, I found it, you know, just in just general, like pretty hard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I just, I just kind of reframed it. You know, I try and be a giving person when I can, you know, sometimes you fall yeah. down, but, uh, you know, so even if I didn't win, I provided an easy win for somebody else. Maybe that person needed, needed it that day, you know? Yeah. <laughs> the, the one time, uh, or when I was doing it, uh, whenever I would heal, because it's a hard reflex to give up, I, I recognize like. You know, maybe you're not supposed to if you're invading, but I would do it anyway. The other person would do the clap emote, and that made me mad. Um, <laughs> um, it was like that's, legitimately pretty irritating. That's kind like, of funny. But it, it, it's definitely funny, but it's like, and he was he was lightning quick on that clap emote too, like just like <laughs> faster than I am. Like they're yeah. just like oh, okay. He was playing on and PS4, they, and like he somehow got the motion control to work. What a misguided <laughs> thing that is. It's like the back, uh, it's like the back touch screen thing on the the PSP Vita. Mm -hmm. Like just these these features that never got tested that no one's ever used for anything mm -hmm. like successfully like that's so bad. <laughs> um, it just means you accidentally gesture. Yep. Sometimes. Um, Tom says via contact. Uh, I didn't have much luck in Dark Souls Three PvP until I joined the Forest Covenant. It seemed to be the only chance you ever had not to be on the receiving end of a three versus one scenario. The fights were always hectic: red, purple, blue, gold, and white phantoms converging all at once. I even won a string of six battles in a Fight Club once. But the best times I ever had as an invader all came uh, when I still ended up in a 3v1 battle as a forest protector. The host and his sunbro goons made short work of the common enemies in the area as I tried skirting them through the forest, taking pot shots when I could, praying for backup. But the backup never came, and soon I was being Benny Hill chased uh, around near the ladder to the swamp. Finally, in desperation, I started down that long ladder and was elated when the host made a running swing to catch me on my descent, plummeting <laughs> to his death. <laughs> Uh, I had myself a good laugh and discovered a beautiful cheese-covered tactic for dealing with foes in the future. Since then, I've knocked phantoms into that little hole, or punched toast uh, until their purchase on the ladder slipped, or pulled the original recipe bait-and-switch by climbing down the ladder at the right moment uh, more times than I can count. My character killed more enemies with what was effectively the Dark Souls 1 equivalent of a banana peel, or not Dark Souls 1, just Dark Souls equivalent of a banana peel, than any sword or axe I've ever brandished. That's a lot of broken necks for a ring that doesn't do anything. <laughs> See, this is how I can tell I'm not made of the right stuff to really kind of like take this seriously, because the stories of these kind of like cheese things, you know, it would be frustrating to be on the on the receiving side of it. But like, I just want as much of this to happen as possible. 
Like yes. it's it's the one it's the one place where like the what is it the Kantian imperative falls down. Like mm. uh, you know, just okay. If everybody did this, it would suck. But just hearing about it is funny. Like just as one time, yeah, or however many times this person did it. It's a, I mean, it's also the goofy stuff doesn't feel like uh, like ju- it just doesn't it doesn't feel get good mm-hmm. like to me. It's just kind of like oh, these are just like goofy accidents that can happen. It's not just about honing yourself into a perfect weapon uh, kind of thing, which, you know, is sometimes tedious right. uh, to uh, to hear about, I think, yeah. or to talk about. And that, that, you know, all for a ring that does nothing point is kind of interesting. We haven't talked about covenant rewards really right. um, in the series. And it's because I've never been able to like give a shit right. about them. Even ones I kind of want, I'm still not really going to grind out. Like I'm not going to grind in these games. I'm not going to farm. It's mm-hmm. part of the reason why blood uh, blood vials suck so bad. Right. Is it just that's contrary to how I want to play these games. Mm-hmm. So people, you know, I've heard these horror stories of people just engaging in PVP literally as a chore. Yeah. You know, just uh, like, oh, like I'm going to walk away from my computer. Hope the host dies enough times to just environmental hazards <laughs> that like I can come back in nine hours yeah. with all of the things I need to exchange it for a sword I'm probably not going to use. Right. You know, it's just I'm just never going to do that. So it's there is an interesting like you. It kind of goes back to what you're playing in the episode where you have to do it for the love of what it is. Mm hmm. They've never done a good job of incentivizing it or rewarding it. And and this you know? just shows how how little attention that I pay to achievements and stuff like that. Like when it pops one, okay, when it pops up, Yahtzee. But like it seems to me that there are not as many achievements that are tied specifically to like getting every of, of a kind of sword. Um, you know, kind of like what would make people tear their hair out trying to cut off all the tails in, you know, mm-hmm. Dark Souls 1 or, you know, any any number of things that you had to do multiple playthroughs in order to get. Like, is there is there anything besides a desire for completion, which I understand it is a thing, it exists, um, that is that, that is kind of driving people to go towards that? Because specifically you hear horror stories about um, um, farming the uh, proof of a Concord capped, getting the yeah. ears from the from the Silver Knights and stuff like that. Like, like, what are they getting if the if the ring doesn't do anything or the sword doesn't do anything unless they're going for a specific build? Yeah, I don't know. Just the, the satisfaction of doing it. Just completionism. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think I think that's really it. Because it's there. Yeah. No, which is fine. I mean, I don't mean to sound too. Like, that's not how I play it. And I, I no, no, I'm not necessarily understand it. it. Like, it doesn't. But it doesn't. I don't think it means you're bad. Yeah. If somebody told me to do it, I'd say no. Yeah. But if somebody's <laughs> yeah. doing it. Excuse um... me. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. Fuck you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say fuck you if they're if if they're doing yeah, it. If, if yeah. If somebody tells me they do it, it's not fuck them. No, it's not, no. not for me. Yep. Yeah. Um, Lachlan writes the weirdest thing about Dark Souls Three PvP to me is that the meta for the first few months was influenced to a silly degree by the whole poise controversy. It seems like everyone convinced themselves that without traditional poise, heavy weapons and armor were not viable. I was oblivious to this though, um, and was playing with the Fume Greatsword and the Black Iron Great Shield. I'm not good at PvP in any Soulsborne games, but I was wrecking people in the first few months that DS3 was out. On a couple occasions, I managed to kill entire fight clubs, and that's not as hard as it sounds when every, when you knock everyone down with everything while they're just poking at you with rapiers. But the funniest part was that on multiple occasions, I got messages from people that I'd beaten who were angry that I was using a build that they were sure wasn't viable. Stuff like, you can't use great swords, idiots, or idiot, there's no poise. Um, it seemed like people decided that I was playing wrong by using a weapon, a weapon that they had all <laughs> agreed was bad. Um, it was like a social experiment where people weren't able to change their minds about an idea, even when they're literally being beaten with evidence to the contrary. Uh, and gatekeeping 
in games 2016. Yep. <laughs> stop you know, it. Like, s- stop doing that. It's not up to you to tell somebody they're playing a game right or they're yeah. not enjoying it the way that they should. Yep. That's dumb. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's funny too, because the, um, what, uh, Lachlan is actually stumbling upon is hyper armor. Mm-hmm. You know, like the reason why that was working so well is because he was on the, the thing that actually replaced poise, mm-hmm. you know, and now the, the meta and saying the meta, when you talk about dark Souls PVP is confusing because I think the meta in a general term means just kind of the game around the game. But I think in dark souls PVP, it specifically means the level ranges yeah. that are agreed upon, but in the kind of, uh, the narrative, the, con- the consensus, yeah. um, heavy weapons are kind of like now it is more like you can do heavy weapons. Mm-hmm. It's come around to where, where you're at on that because hyper armor is more understood. Um, you can use it more. It hasn't made, you know, rapiers and straight swords unviable. I still right. see a lot of those in videos that I watch, but mm-hmm. it's a, uh, you kind of stumbled upon what they actually replaced poise with by engaging in the thing that everyone agreed was garbage <laughs> without it. Yeah. I mean, just the like the like the meta in terms of what is what is generally agreed upon to be off limits or forbidden, mm-hmm. you know, like that. That seems to make sense, and that's kind of something that I that I reject. And you know, this is a different game, different time, all of that. I remember playing some kind of like a Half Life mod, not Team Fortress, but like Action Half Life or something like that, um, which kind of just added a whole bunch of new weapons and kind of like slides and moves. It was like a kung fu movie kind of thing. One of the weapons you could get was like a, like a blunderbuss kind of thing where it was a, mm-hmm. like a like a hand cannon and i was like oh well, this thing is really effective and i would roll around with it um you know shooting people and then people called it uh oh you're using the shit gun or the noob cannon and it's like well i'm kind of i'm kind of serving you so what of it it's just a it's it's an attitude that i cannot wrap my mind around but only because i don't feel like trying it's it's a thing where people have to uh gerrymander rules to make something that they don't like mm-hmm. uh invalid yeah you know, like it, it's not enough just to nobody people are uncomfortable with subjectivity where they can't just say, like, I just don't like that. Yeah. Like, I think it's shitty to do that. They have to make it somehow like cosmically illegal. Right. Right. Disqualifying the W. Yes. In order to have some kind of like authority behind it. Mm-hmm. It's not enough just to say, like, oh, you shouldn't play that way because I don't like that. Yeah. It's, it it's it, we, we all we all agree that you don't play that way. Exactly. Like it has to be, you know, we have to have some kind of authority behind it. To, to push for it and that's it's just it's so tedious and immature <laughs> you have to stop um <laughs> and yeah. we're, we're saying that as outsiders you know just in case anybody feels like we're passing judgment like that is just so not for us and and to, to my mind I, that is harming like it, I, it just, I, it i'm harms. passing judgment okay like, I, I don't like I'll, <laughs> okay I'll, sorry i didn't like, mean to speak I, for you there i just wanted to make yeah. sure that we you know like I don't, I don't feel any, I, I, I'm a well-wisher insofar as I don't wish anybody in particular, <laughs> yeah, any particular harm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just think that like, it, there is a place where you can have those kind of rules. Again, when we talked about in the last episode where like you can have your fight clubs where there are posted rules and there's something, there's a contract that's kind of explicit, mm-hmm. you know? And if you want that, like find a place where everyone agrees with it. Yeah. yeah Otherwise, like if, it, if it's in the game, you know, it, it's fine. And it especially is not a thing like you know, like Lachlan's story where he was just doing a thing that everyone decided <laughs> they didn't want him to do. Right. But otherwise engaging in the same way in every other respect. Yeah. You know, that's that I will pass judgment on that. And those people who were saying that were morons. Mm-hmm. Um, anywho, okay. <laughs> uh, Lu- Luca, Luke says by contact, um, Dark Souls three only introduced the one new covenant, the mound builders. Uh, I think it's actually mound makers. Mound builders were ancient people in Illinois. Mm. Um, but it, uh, it is my favorite by far, primarily because it changes the goal of the game from victory to fun. Nearly every mound encounter 
is memorable in one way or another, which is why so many people find themselves drawn towards the purple signs, despite knowing there is no tangible benefit from using them. While the PvE covenants are there to help players push further into the game, and the PvP for the player to prove that they have gotten as good as you can get, this covenant seems specifically designed to seed stories, which is the ideal reward for gameplay in my mind. Amen. I guess I should give you a story as an example. I put my sign down in the undead settlement with innocent intentions to try to help players, usually by bringing them interesting, uh, bringing them interesting enemies that I have gathered through the level <laughs> so we can then fight together, and found myself faced by a frightened host and two very hostile blues. I don't often win duels, so I bailed to my usual spot on the bridge by the by the bull bros and tried to signal my amiable nature. <laughs> a long battle endured between them and the enemies, since for some reason they kept aiming all their spells at me, though I had yet to bring out a weapon. <laughs> uh, the only one enemy, when only one enemy remained, I gave a mercy gesture and ran further back. Health bar uh, from far from full. I sat down next to Igon to wait await my fate. Um, one of the uh, summons swings at me, leaving me almost dead, but I simply sat down again. Before he could swing a second time, the host stopped him, walked over to me, and bowed. This is when I stood up, gave him a little kick, and watched him plummet off the cliff while his two protectors watched on in horror. Oh, for a shrug gesture. Uh, I've been on the other end of such encounters. A purple who battled bravely next to me, and a friend in the archives who took uh, his chance when we accidentally got into an elevator alone. And we grudged none of the betrayals because they were also entertaining. It's why I still uh, lo- why we still love patches. Why be a brave hero or a brutal villain when you can just be a trickster god? Yeah. This gets at the heart of what I like about um, <laughs> multiplayer and Dark Souls. Just again, just uh, like if it gears it towards stories, that is a cool thing. And it doesn't yeah. have to be a mom maker thing. Like there are plenty of amazing stories that come out of PvP from across the series. Right. Mm-hmm. But like the fact that they have kind of like designed toward that, you know, just by building in this wild card kind of faction. Uh, I think that's tremendous. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it is really, really neat. It's the only way it sucks, though. The thing that sucks about it is that. Uh, because of kind of fight clubs and the like, um, when you put down your mountain thing, a lot of times you get summoned into fight clubs or people think you were there because you want a duel and you know, you're a purple phantom for like color coordination or (laughs) ease of use. Um, and that happens the further you get into the game. Yeah. So I did all of my fun purple phantoming, um, also in the, uh, the undead settlement. Yeah. The settlement is a, is a great place for that stuff. But when, by the time you get to Irithyll, uh, people just kind of aren't having it. Like it's that place has like several different just kind of like fight club zones and getting someone in there. I'm almost always just already watching a fight, Yeah, you know, and like, yes, I can then like pick a side or do a little bit of that chaos. But the story aspect is not there as strong. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Gary, when you when you see a purple summon sign, do you like, will you hit that up? I mean, it depends. Yeah. Like uh, I've been this. I'm on my third playthrough of the game. I'm playing it for the show. I'm not speed running it, but I'm also. Like just refreshing my memory. Yeah, it's for a it's for you a know? purpose. Like you're preparing it's for, for a the purpose. Show. I'm not yeah. I'm not doing it for fun really. So not really. Mm-hmm. Um on my second playthrough I did a lot more of that. My like yeah. completionist playthrough where I was gonna see as many NPC NPC quest lines as possible. Um I would I engage in a lot more purple <laughs> phantoms and occasional red phantoms and the like as well. Yeah. Or red summon signs. Uh just for funzos. Yeah. Uh on this playthrough I'm kinda got my eyes on the prize. Yeah. Um I'm I'm just discouraged because my build keeps getting invalidated and, and Yeah, sucking. that sucks. Like you're just on this like cascading like just stair step of like in yeah and invalidation that yeah it's terrible and it's like it's fine like right now I've now the sword I'm using now is fine um, what, it's just what not are you, what are you using game. now um the uh, the black blade okay the um the one that you get from the mimic yeah mm-hmm. uh, uh, demon ruin so and it's it's okay um I made the mistake of infusing it with bleed 
which mm. I didn't realize like there's no reason to ever do that because it ups the bleed, but you can just throw a Karthus Rouge on there. Yeah. Like the infusion system in this game is kind of rough. Like there's not a lot of reasons to infuse things. Um, mm-hmm. More so than I feel like in other games, like that's always been the case. Like you're almost always better off, but it was a little bit more arguable uh, before, you know, maybe a, a fire sword was actually kind of a good idea. Um, now it, it feels like it's almost always a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't have the, the numbers to back that up. It's just been my experience. Yeah. So I need to get one of those things that allows me to un, uninfuse it. Yeah. The... And then, uh, and, and I'm also out of pale tongues. So I made the demon King great ax or great hammer. And I'm like, I'm just going to go back to what I know. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to do a big smash on weapon that gives me hyper armor. I'll stop getting stunlocked by rats. This is everything I want. <laughs> um, why would I ever just not use a big fuck off weapon? Yeah. But uh, I ran out of pale tongues because I was trying to respect to find something. Yeah. Uh, reasonable. So now I can't respect anymore until mm-hmm. I actually invade, which I, you know, I'm really bad at. So yeah, it's been a little bit frustrating. Yeah. No, I did, I gravitated back toward before my build was too entirely locked in. I gravitated, gravitated toward a great sword. So I, yeah, I know it's what you're just, saying. it's, yeah. I need, I need poise, man. I need to mm-hmm. not get stunned by, by tiny enemies. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. Uh, to, um, to, to, to offer my kind of counterpoint to that, uh, when I see a purple sign, I'm like, fuck, I ain't getting nowhere to be. <laughs> yeah i'm already like whenever i play for the show i'm already committed to play for like two three hours as i make notes and stuff so like the load time gives me a chance to like write stuff down mm. yeah mm. yeah um not the load time you know the the, the summon time the, the waiting time yeah yeah uh let's see here that was luke let's go mm-hmm. to john who says my best pvp invasion stories all happened in the catacombs of Carthus, and my favorite highlight involves the rope bridge and the fire link greatsword. Did you know that if you use, if you use the laying down emote, that people cannot run past you on the rope bridge that leads to Skeletor? Thus, if the host is being chased by about twelve million skeletons, you can you can make their life really mm. difficult by just laying there. The obscuring ring helps uh, with this devious plan because they won't know that you're laying there until it's too late. But why the fire link greatsword? That way, if they try to flank up the alternate path, you can lay a fiery, a fiery slam down on the walkway, often convincing them to roll off the side into the lake below. Maybe that's what happened to Horus. My second favorite invasion spot is the area right between Irithyll and Anorlando. Pop that untrue white ring on your finest silver night garb, um, on with your finest silver night garb, rather, and your dragon slayer great bow and, <laughs> and blend into the crowd, firing arrows at hosts and phantoms who aren't sure what the aggro range of a silver knight is anymore. You're kind of a, uh, you're kind of short for a silver knight, uh, but what you lack in height, you make up for in knocking people off the side with arrows that they didn't expect, uh, as though you hopped straight out of Dark Souls 1. Overall, I feel like PvP in this game is horribly unbalanced compared to previous installments. The lack of poise, as we knew it, uh, throws everything off. The Dark Blade was crazy OP, being a caster is almost completely ineffectual, but I still find ways to get my jollies. By, by straight up trolling. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I have no problem with that. There was a time in my life where I would have thought that was bad, mm-hmm. and now I think it is good. It's good now. <laughs> um, the, uh... I mean, it's good because there are so many more bonfires. Like, oh yeah, like it's, yeah. the consequences are almost nothing right yeah um yeah we didn't mention about how shitty casting how that's like totally unviable for yeah like it, it's just so so below kind of just noticing yeah yeah that sucks and it's already like not great in pve but right. it really doesn't work for for pvp like you can i've read a couple arguments you can use it but it's almost the weird thing is you almost entirely use spells just to manipulate movement mm-hmm. like you just cast spells because they are easy to dodge 
Right. And you hope that you can get them to dodge in a certain way so you can actually take advantage of it with your actual melee weapon. Yeah. You know, like the actual spell is not going to do jack nothing unless mm-hmm. the person you're fighting is very distracted. Yeah. And, and I can't I can't say if that is like an objective good or bad thing. But from mm-hmm. my standpoint, where variety is a really good thing, again, you know, like, let's play a new Borkopolis with all Pokeballs, whatever, you know, yeah. like, variety is an incredibly good thing for the entertainment that I personally derive out of this. So losing that vector for just kind of the different number of verbs that people can do feels like a pretty significant loss. When, when we talked about um, from overcorrecting, like the way that they've and this is a PVE thing, too, but magic has been such a huge thing. Mm-hmm. for them like they've been so since demon souls it feels like they've been so terrified of magic being like a win button mm-hmm. you know because it is it is really really op in dark souls one in demon souls dark souls one mm-hmm. um and then in dark souls two initially before they buffed like or nerf texas mm-hmm. and stuff and like i just i don't have any problem with that being really powerful right you know it doesn't uh at the very least for pve purposes and for pvp purposes they've clearly gone too far in if like nobody's doing it right you know you want to see some sorcerers out there. It makes it more mm-hmm. fun to fight different kinds of uh, builds. Yeah. I mean, just, yeah. it, it, <laughs> I don't know. I want more things to be situationally aware of. Yeah. And, and I want to, I want to play in a game, like even just narratively, you know, has magicians running around in it, mm-hmm. you know, like, I think that's cooler. Yeah. You know, for, for no other reason than I think it's cool. Yeah. Just flavor, flavor reasons. Yeah. 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 Uh, Gordon says by contact. I was a hardcore rat bro in dark souls two. So I tried to recreate that experience in dark souls three by running to Aerithil, popping a seed of the tree of giants, putting on a ring of blue using the dried finger and finally turning into a statue and laughing my head off when while bewildered Dick Wraiths stumbled into the goddamn Thunderdome. (laughs) Uh, This led directly to the most amazing experience I ever had in game when through judicious use of emotes, I managed to befriend a red phantom and we set about clearing out Irithyll. I had to explain the situation to the blue phantom who came to save me through furious (laughs) pantomime. And then the three of us buddied up and carried on. As the three of us passed uh, the second bonfire, the mad phantom appeared at the bottom of the stairs and just stared slack-jawed as we waved jollily at him. After his initial what-the-Christ reaction broke his mind in real life, he realized that life could be gentle and kind. So I added purple to my rainbow voice and we went back to clear out the cathedral. Uh, This was where Red was struck down by the defenders. Blue tried to run back to uh, the body to mourn and avenge his friend, and the two of us gestured out our grief and rage. But with all the enemies removed from the level... Purple realized that our time was at an end. We all waved and bowed as he ran nobly off a cliff. Blue phased <laughs> out, and I walked safely to the second bonfire with his uh, the story of friendship and tolerance to tell all who would hear it. <laughs> That's very cute. I just love him running around with this rainbow of boys in tow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the rainbow boys. The um, do you, uh, I this is a uh, do you follow Kevin from Video Games Hot Dog on Twitter? Yeah. Um, so he does those those puzzles. Mm-hmm. Every day where it's like find a word that matches the set. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of them can end in boys. <laughs> yep. Like go through the entire thing. Everything he does. Like <laughs> it's just like you can add boys to the end of everything. Yeah. I, I, it's hard to resist the urge to troll him with that. Yeah. It just, it, you know, sink boys, bedroom <laughs> boys. Like boys is becoming one of my favorite suffixes. Oh, it's, it's not, so it's is. It's not replacing Yulon. Like Yulon is king. <laughs> yeah. Boys is prince. Oh my gosh. Uh, listen, listen to Cool Games Inc. Everything is boys. Is it? No. Yep. <laughs> I believe it. Oh man. Yeah. No. The Kevin. He's uh, he's puzzle theory on Twitter. Uh, just yeah. it's just it's this amazing thing that he does every day, and it's consistently really uh, really fun and challenging. Yeah. He's he's intimidatingly smart. Yeah. Like he's, like he's he's a great dude. He's super nice, but like man, <laughs> uh, he's he's a smarter man than I am. Yeah. 
and that becomes apparent in in interacting <laughs> with him. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, let's see here. Andrew writes. So I just beat up Pontiff Sully, and I emerge into the backyard uh, PvP arena out behind his cathedral, only to see the fog wall go up. I panic. I was really bad at PvP in Dark Souls 1 and Dark Souls 2. And while I've actually had a pretty respectable record of victories in Dark Souls 3, sometimes old fears rear their heads. I look around, spot two mound maker signs, uh, and have this thought. If I summon two mound makers, maybe they'll fight the invader and each other, and I can scoop victory at the end. It fills me with glee to say that this is exactly how that shit went down. I was cosplaying Kirk, Knight of Thorns, and in the chaos that ensued, I was able to roll and bleed my way to the first triple kill in my PvP history. I've had another great PvP experience since, but I've never felt more devious or accomplished. Praise the mound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go mound, boys. <laughs> the enemy of my enemy of my enemy is the friend of my friend of my friend. <laughs> um yeah very good good um john says via contact uh my epic session of pvp was during my first excursion to the duke's archives uh i wonder if you mean oh, the grand archives yes yeah it's yes, the grand archives i was like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. Uh, the grand archive <laughs> you're three years uh, too late buddy <laughs> <laughs> um i managed to damage the crystal sage down to half before he escaped then the dreaded invasion message appeared across the screen i quickly changed my allegiance to the way of blue hoping for help by the time I waxed my head around the corner, um, I received that wonderful message of support. But the invader was here. I did enough damage for him to run away right as my buddy arrived. So uh, there we were, two warriors chasing down this renegade, dodging thralls, dropping from books, the crystal sage and wax heads shooting from across the library, and the most challenging part, the double gargoyles outside on the way to the top level. We had damaged him, but he quickly ran away. We arrived at the three Drang Knights, uh, 4v2, terrible odds. Uh, my buddy aggroed three while I took out the mage. We gradually killed the knight, but I noticed that my buddy kept running away. He must have been out of Estus. I was too. Then I noticed my salvation, an elevator. A bonfire was near. I quickly jumped on. The invader jumped in too, landing on my head, and I clipped right through the elevator floor, falling to my death. <laughs> he stomped you through the floor. <laughs> it's like a Mario con- victory. My only consolation was the invader uh, probably didn't get the kill. Later, I found out how many shortcuts I had missed while being distracted, Meaning this invader made uh, made me go through everything twice. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, man. Yeah, this game doesn't know how to handle elevators. Nope. It's like you can't have interaction on elevators. It's really weird, which is kind of good because you don't end up with like the turtles in time elevator stage <laughs> uh, kind of mechanic. But uh, yeah. nothing really works on elevators. Yeah. So you run into run into stuff like this where, you know. For as fun as like that kind of unpredictable stuff can be, like you never want to feel like it's unintentional on the designer's oh, yeah. part. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can see it being frustrated. It's still like, you know, this is still just a fun story because in the grand scheme of things, no matter. Um, yeah. But yeah. Man, I really can't wait to talk about the Grand Archives, actually. Yeah. 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 That'll, that'll be, uh, I like Grand Archives. Mm-hmm. That'll be, that'll be all right. Yeah. The, um, yeah. That'll be, that'll be a good one. Um, I, I, I mean, I do, I do like that area. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, it's actually like all, all areas I like from here on out. There's like some parts that are frustrating, but it's all uphill from here. Yeah. Yeah. For I mean, me, there's nothing, there's nothing I it's hate. all uphill from the literal nadir of the of the world. Yeah. It's uh, I mean, up until we get to the boss, it's all good for me. Right. Um, you know, and, and it's uh, so that again, people who don't like the soggy middle of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I like uh, I like Irithyll Dungeon. I like uh, Grand Archives. I like High Wall of Lothric. Yeah. So, um, you know, Irithyll Dungeon. Let's just let, let's just call Profane Capital like a weird little sub neighborhood of Irithyll Dungeon. And everything yeah, will I mean, be yeah, A-okay. Profane Capital is awful. But the yeah. um. You know, Earthel Dungeon's pretty pretty cool. Yeah. 
Nice. Um, and we've got one more here. Andrew writes in via contact saying, I want to write in to tell you guys about my uh, favorite experience while PVPing as a mound maker. My strategy was to put my sign down at the catacombs of Karthus bonfire, and once summoned, make a mad dash to the rope bridge just before Volnir. Once I got far enough across to trigger the skeleton horde, I run back in, a, in an attempt to bring the horde to the host. If I was lucky, they had already opened the shortcut and it was a lot easier. If not, then I had to try to go the long way around through the winding passage and hope that I didn't lose too many of my followers. If I was really lucky, they would meet up with the horde at the same time Sorig invaded. Even though I only had about a 50% success rate, since the horde was just as likely to kill me as the host, it was always a fun time, especially if I could lure the host into getting smashed by the bone ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I haven't done too much, uh, so I didn't get a lot of bites when I was doing PvP in uh, in the catacombs. I could see that being fun. Andrew makes it sound like a really good time, specifically with that kind of like setup and run up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we got a couple stories from the catacombs that made it sound good. Um, I didn't do the thing that I did in Dark Souls 1 where I, like, systematically invaded everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, just because my character's already passed that stuff, yeah. you know, past those sections. I didn't make a new character for it because I, you know, just didn't, <laughs> <Your> didn't, <life. laughs> didn't want to. Um, the uh, So, but this does feel like, because of that, uh, what we talked about with that kind of de-emphasization, de-emphasizing of uh, invading, um, you know, most of the PVP I see, almost all of it is around those like those free for all zones. Mm-hmm. So Forest and Pontiff Sullivan, or in like a couple of Fight Club spots. Yeah, you know it's pretty rare that I see Fight Club or fighting happen in the Grand Archives or the Catacombs. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but it seems like it just doesn't seem to happen very often there. Yeah. You know, and when it does, it tends to be kind of straight either purple growing or just straight up invasions, mm-hmm. which you know people are rolling with people when you go in there. Like it ends up being kind of a gang spank. Yeah. Uh, kind of situation. Don't say gang spank. That's the term for it, man. <laughs> okay. All yeah. right. I didn't make that up. That's okay. what happens. <laughs> Sorry. Just... Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it sounds filthier than it is. Sorry. I had, yeah. had a full body physical reaction to the awfulness of that <laughs> phrase. I mean, it's pretty, It's it's, but it's an ugly scene, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Spanked them gangs. It's because, it's because spank, like just a spank, like I've been a naughty boy. Like that, that's a different kind of spank than, than what it sounds like. A gang right. spank definitely sounds like you're uh, twerking it. Okay. You know, yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Twerking it. <laughs> you've, got, you've got your host. Yeah, no. Just and you've a, got your two phantoms hanging below. Yeah, pe- people don't realize do that it's all in the hips, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> you got your blue, your blue phantoms when you don't actually twerk to release. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, thanks, everybody. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what do we just do? <laughs> uh thanks everybody for for your stories i really do appreciate them yeah um if you have any other pvp stories um go ahead and send them in they might end up sneaking into a, a wrap-up episode or when we're light on responses mm-hmm. later on yep. um the, the funnier and more novel the better um yes. so <laughs> yeah that's that's the case for all of your responses mm-hmm. if you have things to say about the earth dungeon slash the profaned capital um go ahead and hit us up at duckfeed.tv forward slash contact mm-hmm. if you have nothing to say about those how about the consumed king's uh consumed king's garden or the untended graves we're taking those two yes um if you like the show you can rate and review it on itunes uh that's very kind you can also support us on patreon if you go to patreon.com forward slash duckfeedtv mm-hmm. um that is the most concrete way you can support us and even a little bit of money helps I say this all the time, but if everybody listening to this gave us a buck, uh, we'd be much further along, be able to do a lot of cool shows and, yes. and everything. It'd be a, a life-changing thing. So yep. just a buck, 
you know, the price of a, a compact disc per year. <laughs> um, you could, uh, you could change our lives. Yeah. So yeah. Get, get more stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, and get, and hear more shows. Yeah. 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 Um, I think that's just about everything. I don't know if we have any, uh, deleted scenes. Gary, I'll leave I, it up to you. Nah. This is your edit. Yeah. Do not. So okay. yeah, I was listening and it doesn't sound like we do. So thanks everybody. And we will see you again in a week. Um, what should they do? Cole? Um, I don't know. Just stick thanks, around. Frank. Yeah, we're, we're, we're very happy. Like, uh, there's usually some fall off in the middle of the season. So we're, uh, just super grateful that people have stuck around. Thank you. Yeah. Umbasa. Umbasa. And we all pray that we will have far more soon.